Welcome to the GD Spirit Pub for rebel souls, earth angels, and courageous hearts. Because we believe we chose this crazy human existence, we're here to ponder upon the challenges, the meaning, and purpose. Cheers to you for tuning in to your soul. And joining us at the GD Spirit Pub for a pint of joy and to enlighten up. Okay, coming to you live from the GD Spirit Pub again. <laughs> Welcome and thank you for tuning us in. I'm Green Diva Meg. I'm Weenie Green Julie. And today we're going to talk about animals. Animal medicine, our connection to animals. Because, you know, really the truth is Julie started it. I did. I <laughs> you did. did. Well, we were little kids, and when I mean like seven or eight yeah. or nine, we created pets out of caterpillars. Now, mm-hmm. I don't think I ever would have thought of that, but Julie was like, oh, the little woolly bears. The little woolly bears, oh, which, by the way, were killing the, the trees. Bears. I mean, you know yeah. what? Remember? You know, everybody's right. like trying to kill them. And Apparently, it worked because you never see woolly bears anymore. No, you're right. Well, we we made pets of them. We named them. We talked to them. <laughs> you know, we were and, and like I said, Julie instigated that and kind of taught me a magical reverence for all creatures, great and small, great and fuzzy <laughs> very, and very small. small. <laughs> and we both now escort insects out of our house, if at all possible, yeah. instead of squishing. Yeah, them. yeah. I. I I have kind of a prayer that I put out when we start getting buggy. Mm. And I'm like, dudes, you got to go. Yeah. It can't be inside the house or it's, you know, because sometimes it's not convenient no. to march them out of the house. Spiders I kind of leave alone and we're going to get into that later. Yeah. But <laughs> we're not here to talk so much about insects, but our connection to animals. And Julie and I, over the years have often you know called each other like hey i just saw a fox yeah and one of us will pick up the the animal medicine book which yeah. we've always referred to in the cards although there are many ways to connect right mm-hmm. yeah well you can just google turtle medicine and right boom there's several websites to talk about it and or, or just meditate on your own and make that connection, right? Truly. I mean, but, you know, I still call Julie, and Julie, what is it? And, and Julie's like, you want me to uh, <laughs> look it up in the book? I'm like, yeah, please. Yeah. Because I'm always in my... And on our first podcast, remember? Oh! No, <laughs> actually, it was the first time we were getting together Oh, it was to not planned. our first... Oh, okay. We didn't, we, I don't we think we did any recording. Excited. It was our first official, like, meeting. Well, we were going to kind of plan and strategize yep. and talk I about I drove things. up the driveway and I saw something, which I'm always looking out for bunnies where Meg lives because she has these like friendly bunnies and I'm a bunny worshiper. And I thought <laughs> I saw something in the distance when I looked and went, wait, no, that's just like a lot. Wait, it's moving. Wait. It looked like a giant rock moving across <laughs> the uh, the lawn there. Right. Did you then come out and we went down yeah. to inspect it? Yeah. And it was a ginormous. And when I say ginormous. Yeah, it was big. We're talking this snapping turtle shell was over a foot. Oh, it was a couple, it, a foot and a half to foot two feet, half, just the and shell. And then with the tail 
what? Yeah. I don't know, another eight inches, and then the head, which looked like a dinosaur. Yeah. And when it walked, its legs were really long. Yeah. To me, it, it reminded me of, an, of the way an elephant lumbers. And I was thinking monster trucks. <laughs> it was you know, very the, monster truck With those big wheels, and then they're kind of raised up high. Oh, it because, was incredible. So it let us get fairly close. Wait, and, we, and were, so we were careful, because oh. it was a weed... Could tell right away. Oh my gosh, that is a snapper. She was not in the. We'll tell you why we realized she was. She was not in the least bit nervous about us. Clearly, apparently, snappers don't have many uh, enemies, predators. She just sort of. She like lowered like. What are those cars where they lower the wheels? Low low riders. She was a low low, rider. She just sort of settled into the grass, like okay, you know. Take yeah. a look she at me. She didn't even retreat no. much. She just no. kind of stayed there and like, okay, do you want to take pictures? Oh, man, did we? Follow we took up. video. We Follow took up. pictures. Yeah. We, and then Megan said, she's growing sprouts on her tail. <laughs> Remember she, that? she was. She was. She had green. We have a picture. These cute little green sprouts so on her tail. Clearly she was. And we looked it up and like, you know, why? Why? Why is this turtle got sprouts on her tail and she crossed in the air. it turns out that they come up land away from the water yeah because she was heading towards back the back water to the pond yeah or the lake yeah and they come up land uh to lay eggs and so then i mentioned it to the guy who lives here with it's a long story we have kind of a <laughs> shared driveway and he said oh because we just moved here a year ago so oh, i forgot to tell you about the turtle parade that happens every spring <laughs> and we're like oh is that what it is? Because mm-hmm. pregnant turtles like the mulch. Yeah. Because it's easy, apparently, to get that hiney into the ground with the tail, hence the sprouts. We're yeah. Sure. So he, yeah, he said they, they love the mulch. Mm-hmm. So. so we were so excited because turtle medicine is Mother Earth. Yeah. And um, everything about us is about our connection to Earth and why at the Spirit Pub we would choose the Earth. And. Everything green and grounding. Including sprouts. Including sprouts. Everything edible. (laughs) And she's all about creation. Yes. Pregnant with great ideas and creativity and and birthing. So we were birthing this program. So it was so appropriate, which is what we find with we literally were like flipping out and excited. And you know, I know our squeaking did not cause her to run and hide. Maybe I think she rolled her eyes at us. (laughs) I think I I I did see that. She was like, okay, silly humans. Yeah. A lot of people were freaked out when they saw the picture. Like, you got so close to that. Yeah. We were very close. And, uh, I was like, yeah, but we kind of stood behind her. I'm not sure she could have moved faster than we could have. Yeah. But. Yeah, and there was we, this energy I that never she had was this, not afraid yeah. and not threatened. aggressive. Yeah. Not threatened. Because yeah. we weren't. We weren't threatening. <laughs> no, we were just like, you're so cool. We were in awe. I'm in awe of all the wildlife around here. Yes. And they come if if you start to notice. Because everyone I have talked to and shared my own animal stories start to look. We start to look out for what animals cross your path when and what's going on. And look at Google, the medicine, and I think you'll be amazed and and affirmed that life, in fact, is watching, backing us, trying to teach us. The animals are part of that. Mother Earth has our back, even if it's an 
uncomfortable situation, like right. a spider. A lot mm-hmm. of people, apparently. or a snake, or it's oh my snake story. Yeah, 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 that it can bring up uh, dis- discomfort. <laughs> yeah, that's part of the healing too. Yeah, well, and it's ironic, if not maybe tiny bit planned, but I just did <laughs> a, a podcast with John Platt who writes The Extinction Countdown, and he writes for The Revelator, which is uh, the Center for Biological Diversity. Anyway, he's all about wildlife and protecting wildlife, and we just did a podcast about things that we can do at home or globally to protect wildlife. Mm. And it was interesting because I'm so tuned in now more than I Probably maybe when we were kids, I was a little tuned in, but I, I really notice it here where we live. Mm, yeah. And I, I'm the crazy lady that talks to the birds. You know, even if I'm at, like at a restaurant and, and, and the restaurant people are annoyed with the little sparrows or whatever they are. I don't know what they are. They are sparrows. sparrows. And, and I talk to them. I'm like, oh, hey, you want a little seed? You want this? <laughs> and, and everybody's like, oh, just get rid of them. And yeah. I'm like, no, they're cute. They are. Every sparrow is counted. It's a biblical thing. Yeah. I just feel that. Yeah. It's so true. Even if they're counted as food, because a lot of them are. That's the circle of life. I'm learning that from the animals. Oh, you are. You stayed here and had your circle of life (laughs) experience. You had your circle of life adventure? Learned so much. Came here to take care of Meg's dog. Was so excited because I walk around the lake twice a day and I'm on my own in absolute heaven and this is not what I got and yet what I got was so much deeper than what I planned which was you know bliss and and being on my own and yet I went out one day Uh, in the morning I had been uh, enjoying watching uh, the baby squirrel they're these little red squirrels they're smaller than our gray squirrels we don't have them in my neighborhood i so don't I was, know why we have them here by I the way. i've never seen them anywhere else in new jersey but ever. i was so excited to see this little baby bouncing behind the mom i don't see that we're on later that day i go out on a walk i see a snake I'm so excited. I, I like snakes. I know their medicine is all about, you know, shedding the old and wonderful medicine. And then 10 minutes later, I see a decapitated snake. Actually, its head is still on. It's the other end that's gone. And it looks, its jaws are gaping, its eyes, and I'm sad. I think, what? Like, I just saw a live one and now a dead one. And I hear in my head, circle of life, Julie circle of life and this has always been an issue for me like i loved wild kingdom back when we were younger oh yeah sunday night i mean if i saw a lion going after a zebra i had to leave yeah i would start to panic and cry and i loved the animal so much so the dead snake bummed me out but i walked on (laughs) bravely later that night i get this sudden nudge to go look with the binoculars out your front lawn which is huge going toward the lake and in my lens runs a fox which I, I never see them i think this is the second time ever and i can't believe it i'm so excited i'm watching through the lens and i'm and uh-oh the, the fox has something in its mouth going oh no 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 oh no a bunny because i'm a big bunny fan and i can't believe it why did i see this i don't want to see a dead something in a fox's mouth 
and the fox drops it in the path where I have to go to walk the lake. So for probably an hour, I'm going, I'm not, I can't go see it. Oh, I have to go see it. No, I'm not going to go look. <laughs> oh, God, I have to. I mean, we have to walk past that. So I just muster my strength. I grab Gracie. We're going. Guess what it was? A baby squirrel. Oh. So I go, what? Circle of life again? What? Then, later, a vulture flies up from the path. Oh, we have some really monstrous vultures around here. Ginormous vulture flies up from the path and perches above Gracie's and my head. And I went, oh, no. (laughs) Circle of life and now death. I come home. I text my husband and he texts back. I didn't tell him about the vulture. He texts back a vulture feather that he's just found. And... He says like, the doo-doo clearly. bird, the great doo-doo bird. I'm thinking, what, what's going on? And I'm starting to get really upset. What's this about? What's the message? Well, the next morning I wake up and there is a tick embedded in my side. Clearly has been there a while. <laughs> and there's already a bullseye. So I have a very uncomfortable relationship with doctors or the medical world. Don't want to be a part of medicine and surgery because I've had plenty of it. But I know I've got a I've got a very dear friend who dealt with Lyme disease and I know I have to go see the doctor. I'm kicking screaming, but I go. And the nurse says to me after she I don't know, takes my weight and blood pressure and I tell her, you know, it's a tick, and she has had Lyme for 28 years. And as she's leaving, she turns as if nudged from beyond and says, you know, ticks are a part of the circle of life. Oh, don't, 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 I mean, mic drop. My jaw was as big as the snake then. I said, I cannot believe you just said that. Mm -hmm. That has been going through my head. And now I had the confirmation or the affirmation that that was the message. You know, Julie, take it. it. It's life is part of death is part of life is part of death is part of. And we're here with that contract to let go of the body eventually and understand that this isn't who we are. This isn't who the animals are either, but they have their own service and their own joy. But that day, those, well, it was several days, was eye opening for me. All because... Oh, little remember, baby squirrel, a fox. I called you like later that day that you had mm-hmm. gone to the doctor. Yes, you, you did. were, you were, you know, like a little bit not oh, happy. I, I felt not so happy. bad. Yeah. Oh, I know. But, the, but you then, thought like, the somehow next day, was, you yeah. were like, "Oh my god, this is good. I got this <laughs> cool message. I see the light." Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay. And I'm Lyme free, uh, but I did take six weeks of antibiotics, which just goes against every green bone in my body. Yeah. I don't want to put chemicals in. I take good care of myself. Yeah, and do. that just seemed like, oh, I'm buying into, but you know, antibiotics are there for these very times. Yeah. And I had an incredible great lesson of, of the yin and the yang of things. Like my anti-medical thing was questioned and I had to sort of succumb and be and feel blessed by that. And my anti-death was also triggered in me. But I had a little to, bit of the mortality yeah, issue. to face that. And that, that is a part of life. And that fox hopefully came back for that little squirrel and had a good meal. And the snake, who knows, had a meal of half of that snake. Mm-hmm. So it's, 
it's all part of this duality. Yeah. We take the good with the bad, the dark with the light. It's not even good and bad. It's well, and that's and the thing. It's a judgment. Right. On stuff we don't fully understand or know. You got to read that book sometime. And this is going to be a whole nother podcast. Mm. Reincarnation Blues. Oh, yeah. Because he talks and, and, and it dives into the, the issue of, well, circle of life in, in many different ways. But it's, it's kind of humorous. <laughs> That's another show. But speaking of books, there's a book that you turned me on to that I think is Ooh, relevant to this conversation. Yes. Martha Beck's Diana, comma, herself. Yeah. <laughs> I loved that book, and I cannot stress how important that book is, not only in connecting with yourself and nature. And animals. And, but it, but really about animals. I mean, mm -hmm. and the, 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 you, the way she uses animals as basically earth angels and yeah, guides. Yeah, and teachers. Magnificent. Yeah, she's really well done. Hard to describe the premise, but essentially a, a woman who is really in the darkness and just living a rat wheel kind of a life. Mm -hmm. Rat wheel? Er, well, yeah. You know, ego-based I mean. and, yeah. you know, all about And, and very technology. unhappy is kind of thrown because of circumstances out into the wilderness and um, finds herself with her spirit guide who is a boar, a wild boar know, with it. a great sense of humor. And, and then all the other animals and how they also are part of teaching her about her ego animal self and then also about her divine self and it's really really fun story with tons of spiritual um i don't know i don't want to say lessons but reminders yeah it's 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 a magical book that is a, like i just tore through it i didn't Me really too. want to put it down yeah great and, story and then great just affirmations so, about yeah. this so earthly we, drudge. We offer we offer an assignment. You know, read yes. that book and let us know what you think. Yes, <laughs> Diana herself. We should do like a book club. We GD should. Spirit Pub book club. But you have to read the uh, Reincarnation Blues next. I do. So yeah, animal things. We we kind of wanted to not talk about pets too much. Because pets is a huge, I mean, I think that's a whole nother category. Mm, it is. Even though they're We've animals. got some great stories with pet reincarnation and how pets are guides and teachers for us. But yeah, today we were talking more about the wilds. So I've got this new, like, hashtag porch life, right? You, you, I've got this porch out here. <laughs> and I've created this sort of porch hummingbird paradise well yeah and to the point where the hummingbird started this one hummingbird got aggressive and started to protect like it well, was his they territory do. yes they do. i didn't know that mm -hmm. so i i put another hummingbird feeder up on the upper deck Aww, so that there was an the alternative upper the upper deck <laughs> uh and i literally could sit all day and hang out with yeah. the hummingbirds hummingbirds are all about joy and they now yeah. come in front of me, and they're like, hello, mm. and then they go, and someone described the sound that they make as a lightsaber, <gasps> right? It is. Right? Loving Think that. Think about it, like, <laughs> it's the Doppler effect. It's <laughs> <laughs> so funny. So I sit on, on the deck, and I just watch. Sometimes I see, I've seen coyotes out there. Oh, man. You know, uh, the fox. So what happens 
I think for me, the number one blessing is that they bring us back into the present. Yeah, they really do. They really do. I always feel like it's this magical game. Remember when we were kids? Now, this has changed now. But when we were kids and a deer showed up in, like, my parents' backyard. Oh. Remember? They had that big backyard. Mm-hmm. And we would flip out. We'd get the <laughs> camera, the, you know, the whatever, film, whatever we could do. We yeah. would try to capture this because it was so weird and rare. Yeah. You know, now they show up in the drive when they're like, hey, man. Yeah. Got any more of that green stuff? Oh, so yeah. Good. I love the deer here. But they're, they're not as novel. No. Although, I still enjoy And I talk to them. Yeah. So please don't eat the flowers, guys. And their medicine is gentleness. So mm-hmm. how often do we need that in the midst of the day? To be gentle with ourselves, with our judgy self-talk, and to just be present and appreciate even a spider which oh yeah you know you posted about your spider web and people were freaking a little bit well what's funny is everybody has a different react i'm not <laughs> i'm not terror i don't have arachnophobia you know i don't love them necessarily well, actually i think i do i kind of love yeah. them i don't want them crawling on me well there se, you go nobody but... likes a spider bite right <laughs> or or the threat of a spider hanging over your head while you're sleeping that's Ooh, not gonna fly yeah literally like go catch flies Fly. <laughs> but but like their webs i think are like artwork they Whenever are ever i see one i think wow yeah and they just if you knock it down they just redo it yeah you know they don't give you the finger they don't get upset <laughs> you imagine? give me the finger uh, give me the whole yeah. eight legs i so, have little spiders that make little little hammocks little nighttime hammocks in my kale i love that and i know they're so cute sometimes i see the hammock and say oh everybody out good morning but i'm taking the scale in for the smoothie and uh a couple times i've brought them in almost flushed them down oh, the drain oh well the one time i saw one go down i was like Oh my God, it's Opono Pono. <laughs> I'm sorry. And then I lifted the drain thing, and there was, I mean, she made it. No. She was not flushed. I think they just like, hold on. Uh-huh. And, and then I got her back outside. But anyway, I digress from your spider story. Uh, so I, the giant, giant web that I saw. And, uh, I'd sit out on my porch and I kind of meditate every morning, and, and the light was just perfect. So I took a picture. I ran inside, got my real camera. <laughs> and I took a picture and I posted it. And it was funny how many different comments people had. <laughs> Tell the best would, one. Yeah, the best one is, oh, it's all fun and games until you run face first into it. <laughs> Which is true. But, you know, I hit spider webs all the time in my garage. They don't they don't freak me out the way they do some people. I just annoying because they're sticky. Yeah, they like, are oh, sticky. Get of me. Yeah. But I have come to love spiders and appreciate all that they eat. Oh, yeah. I mean, downstairs in our basement near where I have the treadmill, there's a elaborate spider, like, restaurant row. <laughs> and there's literally all these flies hanging. And, I mean, I kind of want to suck it up and take it away. But I'm like, eh, somebody's food. Yeah. And you know what? I'd rather whatever. I, you know. Yeah. And spiders in Native American medicine are... The original, they're, they're about creativity because supposedly they were the first to create letters in their web. Yeah, they showed the alphabet. They gave us the alphabet. Yeah. So for creatives, for writers, artists, dancers, spiders are a great Or medicine. podcast producers. <laughs> or podcast 
podcast. Or host. You are all those creative things. Mm, sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> so Spider was the card Maggie picked this morning. Yeah. So anyway, I knew we were going to do this. So I'm like, oh, I'll get the book. I'll get the cards and we'll see what happens. And then like Spidey just fell out. I was like, of course you did. Yeah. So I'm making friends with the spiders. Yeah. Still trying to make friends with the insect world in general, making that's, progress. Yeah, that's a tough one. That's a mm. tough one. Like ticks, making peace with ticks. They have a, a, a place in mm-hmm. this world. Uh, what? I'm yeah. not 100% sure of, but who is it? Who are we to say that part of the ecosystem should not be there? Because we've seen what happens when we try and eliminate something, something else goes awry. Well, that was. One of the things that I talked about with John Platt uh, in the, this What We Can Do to Support Wildlife was to plant native plants in order to attract and support local uh, bugs and insects, including bees and pollinators, yeah. because sometimes they don't have a very big range and they really only eat one or two flowers from. Mm. So, you know, you need they need their native stuff. So when you're doing that, um, then you're supporting the local uh, Little reptiles critters, yeah. or, you know, the frogs, the turtles. And sometimes then you're supporting the hawks or the other predators that are larger. And it, it really is an ecosystem. Mm. So there are things that eat ticks for sure. Sorry. Well, yeah. And ticks apparently keep herd animals down. <laughs> kind of sad way to look at it but yeah but that's important too yeah yeah Yeah. and a lot of insects and birds eat ticks so they are a big part of the food chain well i think one thing i'm trying to behave one one way i'm trying to support wildlife is not to interfere too much Mm, yes just enjoy even with because it's tempting as a human like oh i could fix that yeah yeah to muck it up but that's not that's not to say that I haven't lifted a turtle from the road. Oh, yeah. Because well, we put the road there. That was, you know, that was our stupid inter- intervention, right. right? Yeah, we had a I found a, or saw a little gosling that was limping and and swimming behind all the other goslings oh, and that's going to be she, snapping turtle food. Well, no, she she came up on land oh? and up down up down limping and I thought Oh, okay, okay, okay. I was just sending prayers, and the mother would kind of go down to it and then back up and down. This little gosling, while they were all preening and eating, inched closer and closer and closer till she was probably a foot from me and was sitting. When she got up, I saw it was fishing wire. Oh. Just holding her web so she could. So. I called the troops. I called Bill, who was home, and the boys. They came with, like, bread and grabbers because <laughs> we were going to grab the baby and hopefully not piss off the parents to where they'd attack. Right. So one son was going to fend off if the parents <laughs> with bread. Uh, the other one was going to hold it while Bill and I clipped the, the wire off. Now, meanwhile, that morning I'd been so mad at Bill. And now we were working together. My anger was gone. I mean, Aww. it was amazing how this happened. And we, as my younger son held this gosling, who, and he was so excited to be able to hold wildlife, Aww. we were able to clip off the fishing line, which was on both webs. Oh. And the only not even damage was just heavy indentation. Yeah. But she was fine. And I Aww. saw her the next summer as a grown goose. <gasps> had holes in her. Because the reason I could tell was her, her webs were all... 
punctured and whatnot. But it was another example of where I went to the park to get my composure to to be in the present and in the wilderness and I got to rescue and, and give and reconnect with my family. It was amazing. Well, and, and so I, I guess when we, you know, we invade their territory and it becomes a problem like turtles and roads. Yes, or, or fishing wire. Or fishing wire. Fishing line. Fishing I mean, line. Yeah. You know, I, I guess it is up to us to clean up yeah. that problem. Yeah. Um, I love one of the last things John Platt said and we was that what he encourages people to do is talk about it and do like we're doing and tell the stories. Mm. Like, wow, I saw a pileated woodpecker. Yeah. What's a pileated woodpecker? <laughs> yes, you know, yeah. talk about these magical things that happen yes. and 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 the, the wildlife. Like, when I talk about the wildlife that goes on here and people are like, where do you live? <laughs> yeah, I know. In New Jersey? Yeah. And they really have a hard the time. The Garden State. Yeah. We got the turkeys. We get like 25 turkeys at a time. Oh, I'm and I'm much more and I'm only 20 minutes away, but I'm more in the suburbs that are quite urban. So we don't see as much. Yeah. And yet my backyard is just festive and fertile with all kinds of cool stuff. Yeah, well, that's partly because you have allowed, and I know from another podcast we did about lawns, that you've let your yard, by and large, go into native plants mm. and, and you do a lot of other plantings that are positive and, and helpful to wildlife. Yes, and I adore my trees and my I'm out there enough to enjoy. I saw a heron fly through one day. I was absolutely stunned. They bring us back to ourselves yeah. in that moment of recognition that they are just, oh, what is that quote? Lao Tzu says something like, uh, the snow goose need do nothing but be itself. And mm. they are so beautiful, and yet their outer appearance really doesn't mean anything to them right. and here we are such an image driven culture so to watch a heron just mm. i still get chills oh to, the the hunting it's so graceful so beautiful and so utterly full of presence well we have to wrap up oh. i know so I would say if you have any wilderness, you can go and sit in or yeah. your backyard and observe the bees, Yes, whatever walk. it is. Mm -hmm. um, or, or look at really deeply at a flower. Yeah. It's not, I mean, the, the, yeah. the wildlife, not just animals, but all mm -hmm. of it. It's mm -hmm. all nature. It's all being given to us. It's lavish abundance. And to appreciate it, I find just brings me into a state of, I don't know, receptivity yeah. and, and connection and incredible appreciation. Any final words, Jules? Gosh, I don't have any. I did not prepare with wilderness quotes. I know I didn't either. So, Oh, but I did have this one about, um, and it, it's about a dog, but, but still, they're wolves. Oh, yeah. Uh, and it was by um, a writer named Ben Moon about his dog you can find him on the internet it's a great um trailer about he and his dog and uh he said oh i forgot the first part it was something like well this scientist guy once said that we should be more like our dogs when someone you love walks through the door even if it happens five times a day you should go totally insane with joy. Mm. But the same with the wilderness and the wildlife is, mm -hmm. you know, Google it and see what the medicine is and see how appropriate it is for what you may be needing, wanting. Or experiencing. Or experiencing, yeah. All right. All right. Take it easy. Bye.
Thanks for joining us at the GD Spirit Pub. Hope we helped you remember the gorgeous light that you are. To find out more about the GD Spirit Pub, this podcast, Weenie Greenie Julie, or GD Meg, please visit gdspiritpub.com. This podcast was joyfully produced by Green Diva Studio. Please look for us on iTunes as The Green Divas. While you're there, leave us a glowing review. 